What's going on, Sports Nation? Welcome to Game Breakers, the sports show where we'll be breaking down news that's relevant in the sports world. It's your host, Will. And it's your boy, Edwin. What's going on, people? Welcome back. Another episode. We did miss Monday's episode, so blame Edwin. But nevertheless, we are back on this fantastic Wednesday. It's nice outside. My neighbor dogs are barking. I don't know what the hell is going on, but they're going absolutely crazy in that backyard. But, you know, hopefully they shut up because I don't need them interrupting greatness. You know what I'm trying to say? So what's going on, though, Edwin? You know, yes, I, I am going to ask you about what's going on because okay. I didn't get to talk to you on Monday. So I got to ask you what's You did talk to me on Monday. Not on podcast. Oh, gosh. You know, I just hate how this guy comes over here and starts to blame me whenever he's leading. I don't get it. It's so annoying. Like, and I'm nothing but nice to him. Oh, guys, we'll, we'll be back sooner or later. Like, he's just taking a day off. This guy comes and bashes me, bro. Bash I didn't bash me. you. I just bash said, blame me. you for blame Edward. Bashes me. That's all I said. This is nonsense. Can I lie? No. All right, then. All right, then. All right. You didn't tell the whole truth. That's what you didn't do. <laughs> All right. What the heck? Oh, Nonsense, my gosh. Man. Look, man. Anyways, you know what? Forget it. Forget it. Forget, Forget it. it. You're right. Forget it. I don't it. even care about how you're doing, if I'm going to be real with you. I don't even care, okay? I don't care. Let's just get straight into it, man. Look, NFL just passed. Today is Wednesday, so technically we are on week three. But you know we got to go back and talk about some week two results because we weren't really able to cover that on Monday because, again, mm-hmm. we're going to blame Edwin here. Now, look, guys. Wait, wait. Before you start. Okay. okay before you start. Right. I just want to come over here okay. and glue up my two seats real quick, you know, because you guys, if you guys heard up until the last oh, podcast episode, my God. this guy was like, yo, I'm about to touch Edwin in fantasy football. I'm about oh, to violate this God. man. Violate this man. Yo, not only did I blow this man out, but I scored the most points in both leagues, right? In both conferences. That's one. And two, I scored more in week two than he did in week one. Yo, I kicked on this man, bro. So, listen, oh more of the story is let your players, let your actions do the talking because this guy was over here gloating before he even played a game. Before I know. Played a game, I smacked him up left, right, and center, up and down in All the right. middle. Now, let's give some context for everybody who knows how fantasy football works. Mm -hmm. I was, mind you, Edwin had most of his players play that early game. So Edwin was winning uh, up until the four o'clock kickoff, right? After the four o'clock kickoff, I was blowing Edwin out. Then I don't know what the hell happened to Derrick Henry after halftime. That man went berserk. And then Edwin just ran away with it. I, I couldn't even keep... Yo, I don't know. Derrick Henry went for, like, what? Three touchdowns? Like, uh, yeah, no. He absolutely destroyed the Seahawks in that second half because he was having a pretty quiet first half. So I'm sitting here like, damn. Like, yo, Derrick Henry's selling this man two weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. And then he just went off. So, I mean, look, it happens. Like, um, in my other league, this one guy was beating... I think he was up by 20. No, he was up by, like, 30. And this isn't the guy that I was playing... But the guy that he was playing against had Aaron Jones. The Aaron Jones went for like four touchdowns. Look, <laughs> <it's> just, <laughs> and the guy, no, the guy had a ninety-eight percent. No, no, the guy had a ninety-four percent chance to win. And then Aaron Jones played. He lost with a ninety-six percent chance to win, bro. Like it's just that's why that's just fancy football for you, man. So you know, Edwin got it. I, look, it is what it is. I'm gonna tell him dub. I'm gonna tell him dub. Forget about what he said. I'm gonna tell him dub. But I sound wise. You have to say though. Is in the 10-team league, even though Edwin beat me, 
I'm still a higher seed than him because my team is. Yo, he's, he has about that. four more points to me right now, bro. If I would have scored four more points, I would be first yes. seed right now. <laughs> oh, okay, yes, but but what you're hoping is on one-off games. Like Derrick Henry's not giving you 40 points every week. That would just, you know, that was that was that was just one of those kind of days. Like, but yeah, that really right. that really happens. So if Derrick Henry did not have a, a game that never really happens for most players. Then you're not even in the conversation, and I and I would have beat you. So I'm gonna tell him dumb. Is, though. I'm gonna tell that's him dumb. Just, that's just what it is. I'm if dumb. I win the, if I win the lottery, would you put all your life savings and say, "Well, we'll win the lottery, so this must be the way to go"? No, dumb. It doesn't happen. I'm dumb. That's all I'm but saying. Yeah, I'm dumb. But look, guys, you know he could tell you whatever. I'm still a higher seed. W. I'm still a higher seed. I'm the fourth seed. He's like the fifth or sixth. Somewhere down there, you know, I can't see what's below me. I can only see what's above me. So, ah! <laughs> so you know, let, let Yo, that guys, this oh, is gonna yeah. be an eventful uh, episode. So make sure you, you make sure you listen to here because I feel the energy just rising right now. Seriously, I, I really feel it. I'm not sure about Will, but I feel it. I'm gonna tell oh, him, no, man. I always bring the energy. I always, I always bring the energy. Up. But but look, you know, if you win this week, little man. Maybe next week you Who's can pass me. Man? You didn't even maybe, win yet. Maybe, maybe next week you could oh, be in the top four with the big boys. You know, right, so, man. so you know. Until right. then, I am in the top four. Am I not? No, you're fifth. I'm fifth. Yes, you're really? right behind me. Yes. Oh yeah, I am fifth. Yeah, I know you. I just I wouldn't lie. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? How am I fifth <laughs> when I scored more points than yo Tyrese? <laughs> let me just say that we have. Because we have the same record, but I have more overall points than you. I know, so, I know, I, yeah, I, I, see, I see right here. Let me just say this real quick. One of our boys, Tyrese, yo, he played you, you probably alone, huh? I said you Reese alone. No, 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 no. I'm about to, I'm about to grill him real quick. I'm about to grill him. <laughs> yo, he played probably the best, the best fantasy week I've ever seen him play, and I still score more points than him, bro. He's so trash, bro. Oh, oh my dead. Hold on, wait. Oh, Let me see so me too. Yeah, no, nah, because I, I did see that. Reese's team was going crazy. They was what? going crazy. You scored like, point two points. <laughs> you scored point zero two. <laughs> Yo. Nah, man. Reece, I still nah, score more than this crazy Because Reese's team is garbage. I'm sorry. Yo, Reese's team is garbage every year, bro. Yeah, every year. And they went off. Who went off for him? I mean, Tyler Lockett was going crazy. Tom Brady, Robin. I mean, he's had a solid overall showing. Uh, body, but all right, man. Look, let's move on to the week two results. You know, um, this is what we actually do care about, not your little fancy football victories. You know, um, but I think we already talked about it on Friday. We we already got into the Giants, uh, Washington game, so we don't even got to touch on that. Now, look, Steelers versus Raiders. The Raiders with a surprising win. We both did pick the Steelers to win, so we both got that wrong. I mean, give me a little breakdown of what you saw from that Raiders team. I mean, they're two and zero. I think they're the only no, they're it's only two two and zero teams left in the AFC. It's them and it's the Broncos, and we'll get and we'll touch more on the Raiders on if they are pretenders or not. But look, impressive win. So tell me what you saw. Very, very, very impressive win right now. The Raiders to me, they got pressure once again. You know, against that below average offensive line, the Steelers do have. Um, uh, Derek Carr really balled out and for them to come into Pittsburgh and to win without Josh Jacobs says a lot about this character's team. And, you know, it's kind of expected because the Raiders do play very well in the early stages of the season and Ken and Jake played well as well too. But overall, I'm really worried more so about the Steelers offense than I am, you know, surprised about the win for the Raiders because it was just atrocious. You know, they could not move the ball at all. 
this defense, they made that defense look top 10. And it's not top 10 at all. They have a good defensive line, yes. But that secondary is not really much to brag about. The Steelers, for me, uh, they let one go once again. Really not in control of the whole game, but the Raiders are a really, really good for, win for them. And Derek Carr, like I've been telling people, don't sleep, man. Don't sleep. Yeah, I agree with you that the Las Vegas Raiders, they did look a lot better than I think that a lot of people gave them credit for it, which is yes. why they do have their own segment after this. Now, the yes. Steelers... I agree again. Their offense, I mean, I really expected a lot more from this dealer's offense because they have so many weapons. I mean, you know, Najee Harris, they have a fantastic receiving core, in my opinion, with Chase Claypool, Juju, Deontay Johnson, and, you know, Eric, even Eric Ebron, even though he didn't do anything, but I think even Eric Ebron, look, the NFL, there's not too many good tight ends. Mm. I think Eric Ebron is an above average tight end. And he just, and you know, we saw what he could do with, with the Colts, but he's just in a very crowded receiving core, I guess you can say, in yeah. terms of how much he'll get the ball. But he is still a weapon that you kind of do have to account for because of his, because of his athleticism. Mm-hmm. On top of that, you have the Steelers' defense, which is also was touted to be a top five, you know, big defensive team. You know, TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick. I actually don't know. I'm about to say Joe Hayden, but I don't even know if he's still on that team. Mm-hmm. I think he is. But, you know, they do have a solid defensive unit. And, you know, the Raiders just outmatched them on Sunday. And it's very surprising. And they did beat the Bills last week. So I don't really think it's panic mode. Mm -hmm. But at one and one, I think that the Steelers should be really disappointed to not be two and oh. So, Mm -hmm. look, you got to get credit where it's due. The Raiders, they did deserve to win because they didn't just kind of get like a last minute winner. They looked in control basically the whole game, in my opinion. Yes, they did look in control. They did. They did. All right. Now, yo, let's move on now because we do have the 49ers versus the Eagles. We both picked the 49ers to win that game. So mm-hmm. I guess we weren't that surprised. I remember I did say that I did expect this game to be very low scoring, which it was 17 mm-hmm. to 11 to the 49ers. Uh, go ahead and, you know, if you want to give me a little quick breakdown of this as well. You know, FanDuel had this team, this this game over under 51 points. And that was a steal, a steal mm-hmm. for me because there's no way that this team was going to score a combined 51 points. It was no way. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) if you want to bet on that, you could just do that. But um, it was a low-scoring game. I think Jalen Hurts played well enough. Uh, It was pretty not exciting performance, but I knew that he wouldn't have the same looks coming into this week as he did against the Falcons the week before. Um, 49ers did enough to win the game. Jimmy Garoppolo had a a steady game, 189 yards, one TD. Uh, Much more of a defensive effort. Uh, I think the game really came down to uh, the third quarter where the 49ers kick a field goal. They're up by 17-3, and it's pretty much game over by that point. But, um, you know, oh, sorry, that was the fourth quarter. But anyways, you know, I didn't really expect too much from this game. And I don't really, you know, really quickly, like for the MBS team, that people are just putting the 49ers in their top 10 rankings, it's just, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's disrespectful. It really is. No, I mean, you look, man, it's idiotic in my opinion. It's, it's idiotic. No, I, can't, I can't believe that because. Yeah, like, I don't know what's going on here. They're 2-0, but they're not a top 10 team right now. Yeah, they're not. yeah. No, even some teams with one loss, I'd still put over them. Yes, I would too. I yeah. would too, you know, but that's just me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so 49ers, you know, it was a very, imp- it was a very sloppy win, you could say, is a dog fight. But the injuries that that backfield has, I yes. mean, the 49ers are just depleted uh, mm-hmm. in the running back uh, position. It started last week with Raheem Mostart. Now Trey Sermon's hurt. Um, Elijah Mitchell, I think that's his name. He's hurt. Mm-hmm. They need some help. And I think that they did sign a free agent yesterday, I believe. Uh, some guy that played in the XFL. 
I don't really know how significant his impact will be, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think that's a backfield to kind of stay away from for the time being, unless you do have Elijah Mitchell, because he is in fantasy their number one option right now. Trey Sermon has kind of fell off. He's been dropped in a few leagues, and I was like, damn, maybe, maybe I should pick him up, but then I'm like, nah, because he's in the concussion protocol, so it doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. Now, look, let's move on, though, because we both were right again. We, You know, this week... And, you know, we did pick a couple of different teams, but so far we did kind of agree on most of these games. So mm-hmm. the Texans versus Browns, again, to me, that was a no-brainer. You have to go with the Cleveland Browns, the better team. And the Browns, they did win by 10 points, 31 to 21. And that was expected. But what I will say is that the Texans so far, it's only been two weeks, but so far the Texans have played a lot better than I would have expected from them. Yes. And Edwin did kind of bring up how they do have a lot of veteran leaders and we're not, we're not even leaders, but they do have a lot of veteran presence on that team. And you do kind of, and you did kind of expect their offense to be a bit better than what people were expecting. And I'd have to say that you were right so far. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a, a nice performance by the Texans. I think they stood tall. They had the lead. What I believe twice in that game, Tyrod Taylor really played well until he got injured, but mm-hmm. up until he got injured, he was 10 for 11, 125 yards and one TV. That's, you know, for him, that's excellent, in my opinion. But they were never going to come here and beat the Browns. Baker and, you know, the Browns were just too much. He did get injured in that game. Yeah. But he came he back. Off too. Yes, he did go off. 95 yards, one TD. And I, I want to say this. I think um, David Mills, sorry, Davis Mills, he mm-hmm. played okay, too. And he's probably going to get smacked by the Panthers this upcoming Thursday. But, um, yeah. you know, it, he played all right. Like, he got, he got me that touchdown pass to Brandon Cooks. <laughs> In fantasy, I was happy. It was closer than I expected to be, you know, in the fourth quarter, but it was still a good performance by both teams considering where they are right now. Agreed. Now, let's move on. Broncos versus Jaguars. Now, this is a game that I kind of would have thought would have been low scoring as well. Teddy Mm -hmm. Bridgewater led offenses usually don't put up a lot of points. Mm. So this was kind of the victory that I thought that it would be 23 to 13. Trevor Lawrence struggled, uh, Mm -hmm. two interceptions. Only like 100 passing yards. He didn't really look too convincing. But the Broncos' defense is a pretty good defense. You have to contend with Vaughn Miller, Justin Simmons. So I don't really think that anybody expected Trevor Lawrence to just light up this Broncos' defense. And again, we both agreed that the Broncos will win this game. And yeah, I don't think that we're too surprised with anything that went on. Yeah, very much so. Bradley Chubb, I I believe, got injured in that game, unfortunately. Uh, Um, You know, but... For Teddy Bridgewater, he's doing everything right for the Broncos. He's doing the safe option routes, and he's putting up big numbers. I mean, 26 yeah. to 34 for 328 yards, two touchdowns. That's that's good numbers for him. You know, the the decision to go with him as a starter is working out for Vic Fangio. And, you know, on the other side of the ball, Trevor Lawrence, you know, he's a rookie. He struggled, and I think that I'm a little biased in this. I'm happy that he's struggling so that it wouldn't be that – People are just attacking Zach Wilson because of how he struggled the past weekend. But Trevor Lawrence, he's number one overall pick. Didn't expect anything to be kind of pretty for him, but he will get better. Was not a really good performance, though. 14-33 and two interceptions is not really good. But Yeah, and I'm I'm also seeing some links with Urban Meyer going back to college football. I think, what, mm-hmm. like USC has an opening or something. And I, mm-hmm. I mean, I heard something about Urban Meyer potentially being a candidate on top with uh, Eric uh, Bienmi. Mm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I read. But I definitely saw uh, Urban Meyer. I'm not too sure if I saw uh, Eric uh, BME, but I did. I definitely did see Ur- Urban Meyer mentioned, and I'm like, why the hell would Urban Meyer go to college football right now? I mean, 
Like, the Jaguars are clearly rebuilding. There's no pressure on him in Jacksonville. He's not going to get fired at the current moment. So, I was a bit confused on that. But, yeah, so far, Jags are looking like the worst team in the NFL. I guess that's not really too much of a surprise. You Even better than the Lions. How? Wait, what? Say it again? Say, I say even, sorry, even not even, but even worse than the Lions. No, nah, well, I mean, if you look at it, though, on paper, the Lions do have a better team. Like, as, in terms of, like, they do have more pieces than, like, what you could say that the Jags do. So, I mean, I expect the Lions to be one of the worst teams in the NFL as well. But I would say that the Lions are better than the Jags, if we're being real. I mean, you know, they have Jared Goff, who's kind of proven, not like he's done anything. But, you know, they also do have, um, what's the guy's name? TJ Hawkinson. Then you have uh, Sewell, the rookie that you just drafted on the defensive side. He's oh, actually, this year, apparently. Huh? So he's been struggling this year, apparently. Even though yeah, he hasn't. I mean, been it's only two games. Only, only look. It's only uh, two games. You know, rookie struggle. That you know, uh, oftentimes and not, you do have rookies that do look bad starting off because they're trying to get adjusted. But sometimes you have the uh, the rookies that come in and right away they just mm. dominate. So mm. you know, it just all depends on the development. I I still think I don't really judge so quick into the season. But mm-hmm. look, let's move on. Though. Let's move on. Let's move on, bro. Now, Saints versus. Panthers. Now, this is where we did go on opposite ways. I did go with the Panthers. Edwin went with the Saints. So, look, I kind of saw this game coming. I think that the Saints got a little bit too hyped up after that blowout of the Green Bay Packers week one. I think that a lot of people, they see a performance and then they just run with it. Now, we all knew that the Saints were not going to be able to keep this up. The Panthers have a pretty solid defense on top of a better offense than the Saints, in my opinion, with CMC, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, I always knew it was going to be a little bit too much for the Saints to contend with. On top of that, Marshawn Lattimore, I believe that he did miss that game. They don't have Michael Thomas. And to me, the Saints are just not that good. They're they're not that good. On paper, the Saints are not a team that I feel are going to be contenders. I think that a lot of people were feeling this way. But I think after they smacked up the Green Bay Packers, a lot of people said, nah, it's the Saints. You know, they're back or what or whatnot. But mm-hmm. I never really believed in them to that extent. Now, again, it, it is it is only week two. But I'm not surprised at this victory. Now, what I probably will say is I'm surprised at how dominant the Panthers looked to start mm. off the game until the Saints kind of got their footing. I didn't expect it to be like that. But I do think that the Panthers were the better team. And I do think that the Panthers have the better team. And, yeah, I really wasn't too shocked with this victory. Okay. I was a little bit shocked. Um, and you can see little Jordan Humphrey, the receiving leader for that game, one reception, 27 yards. <laughs> That's how bad that game was for the Saints. Did not see that coming from a mile away. I didn't think that the game would be that bad. I did expect the Saints to struggle a little bit because of the Panthers and who they are on defense. They're very young. They guys, they have guys who can run on the on the field pretty much all over the field. And, you know, as Will mentioned before, they have a nice offense. Sam Donald is playing well right now. Threw for over 300 yards uh, again. Oh, he actually threw for three hundred yards. Wait, question, question. Hold the, hold up, hold right. the hell up. This what? man's real name is Lil Jordan. Lil Jordan Humphrey. Oh yes. my! I thought you were making a joke. I'm looking at the stats. This man's real <laughs> first name is Lil. Is Lil Jordan? Yeah, that's, that's his name. There is no way. His parents must know he was making NFL. His parents had to be banking on him being a rapper or an athlete. What mm-hmm. the hell is that? You couldn't yeah. just have game that could have just been his nickname. You know, you could just name him Jordan and his nickname be Lil Jordan LJ. His real first name is Lil Jordan Humphrey. Wow. All right, sorry, bro. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I no thought you were just making a joke on his name. No, no, of course not. No, of course not. Of course not. Yeah. 
defensive defensive matchup proved to be well in the Panthers' favor. They got after Jameis Winston a bunch of times, forced him into two picks. Was not a really good showing for Sean Payton's team. Yeah. I, this man's name is really Lil Jordan. Okay. Oh okay. Now, let's move on. I got <laughs> I just cannot. Like, that should be illegal. To, like, give your kid a name like that, that should be. Or, or maybe that's not really his real name. Like, maybe that's just, like, his nickname, but it just always followed him. And maybe. now it's just, you know, it's like a part of it. Because, you know, that's like if you Google Travis Scott. I mean, that's not his real name, but it just comes up as him. You know what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say? So, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe it's something like that. You know, I'm going to give his parents the benefit of the doubt because the, I just can't see you putting Lil as the, the first name of your kid. I just can't really see that. And I'd like to think better. So, anyways, Rams versus Colts. Very close win. Yes. Very, very close win. Uh, we both went with the Rams here. I believe Edwin said that – I think that you said that you kind of expected this game to be a little bit closer than what I did. I thought that the Rams would kind of not blow them out, but I thought that the Rams would win this game yes. comfortably, which yes. they did not. 27-24. Um, Carson Wentz was hurt. I believe he has two, not just one, but two dislocated ankles. That's absolutely insane. Mm. Um, yeah, Rams with a win here, but not too convincing considering – how much better I believe that they are than the Colts. Um, I actually, I, I actually think of the opposite. Um, I know that they come into this game, it would be a tough matchup for the, for the Rams to win because of a, a nice defense and it showed for pretty much throughout the game, but because the Rams have a, such a potent offense, they're able to win. And Matthew Stafford played well as well too. Once again, um, looking at the whole entire game, I would say both teams played well, both teams played as well as they possibly could. And that resulted in the Rams winning. I like the the idea of the connection between Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. That is an insane connection right now. Two touchdowns, 163 yards. That's pretty good. Yeah, I know. And Cooper Cup's looking like a top 10 receiver. He is. He really is right now. He's going out of his mind. And yeah. a special shout out to Michael Pittman Jr. Eight catches for 123 yards. He balled out as well, too. But as Will said before, Carson Wentz going down with the injury, not looking too good, which is why I did not pick this team to win the division. This season, and now that the Titans are playing better, it's not looking too good right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have to disagree with you just really quickly on saying that both teams played as good as they can. I feel like the Rams could have played better, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, you have Aaron Donald, you have Jalen Ramsey. I'm expecting a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I'm not really expecting the Colts, especially with Carson Wentz dealing with some injuries, and then I don't even know who the back, who Jacob Easton or whatever the hell the guy's name is. Yes, Jacob Easton. Um, yeah, I'm not really expecting them to, especially with the weapons that is at their disposal. I mean, outside of Jonathan Taylor. Uh, T.Y. Hilton's out, so the Colts don't really have any real weapons on the offensive side of the ball, so I did expect more from the Rams' defense. So I kind of did disagree with saying that they played as well as they could, but, you know, it's NFL, so nothing's a given. So they did enough to win the game, and that's all that matters. And, yeah, we move. All right, Bills. We move. Yeah, we move. We move. Now, Bills versus Dolphins, we both went with the Bills here. Obviously, the Bills are a Super Bowl favorite, and they absolutely dominated the Dolphins. To be fair, Tua uh, Tagovailoa did suffer an injury, and I think he he had a rib injury. So Mm -hmm. he didn't play most of this game. Jacoby Brissett played. He had no chance against that Bills defense. They absolutely slapped up the Dolphins 35-0. So... I mean, you know, there's really not too much to say about this game, but go ahead, don't talk to me. Yeah, man. The Bills have the Dolphins number, and they called them yet again. They said, come outside, be outside, ready, I'm going to come pick you up. That's what happened. And they just, mm-hmm. you know, Dolphins said, I bet. You know, it was a, a fair beating, a fair beating by the Bills. They played well once again. 
Yeah, Stefan Diggs, Mawson, and Xavier Howell, a, a nice big chunk play in the game that many people are not talking about. And also, and also, um, Tua being injured once again. I mean, it's not looking too good. I'm hoping that he comes back and gets a, a, a speedy recovery. But the Dolphins, man, they play so badly that I have Jason Sanders as my kicker. I drafted him. He didn't get no chances of a field goal. I had to drop him this week. My goodness, that was such a bad beating by them. Bills one and one. Yeah, look, <laughs> not <Nah>, the Bills. <laughs> I think Josh Allen's like, well, now he's six and one, I believe, against the Bills. And I think like their points per game, I'm well, against the Dolphins. I think that their points per game record against the Dolphins as well is superb. So I don't really think anybody should have been expecting the Dolphins to go out there and win. This Bills team was always going to look to slap up the next team that they played after losing against the Steelers last week. So they had to get back on track. So I'm not really surprised with this. Now, mm. let's move on. Now, this game, I was super excited to talk to you about. <laughs> the Patriots versus the New York Jets. The Patriots, it was basically like a Bills and Dolphins 2.0 game in a way. Look, the Jets did manage to get some points on the board with two field goals, but our very own Edwin was actually at that game with his brother, who was a Patriots fan. So I know that you had a fun time there. You saw your boy, Zach Wilson, four interceptions. That man must have been seeing ghosts out there. That sounds pretty familiar. Sam Darnold said he's seeing ghosts. I guess Zach Wilson was seeing the same thing. He looked absolutely second competitive start so i don't want to read too much into it and rook rarely ever beat bill belichick i think that the first rookie to beat bill belichick was tua and yeah i don't really say that that would happen too much because we saw what happened terrible game terrible game if you're a judge fan and i just found it funny because that was the game that you just so happened to go to so tell me what you saw because you saw it firsthand i saw it on tv but you were in those seats. What was like the crowd reaction like during that game? Because it was a home game. Your biggest, you know, nemesis is the Patriots, I would say. Mm. And yeah, just absolutely capitulation. The like the Jets, the offense looks terrible right now. Um, and you could say that that's due to the Patriots defense being so good. But the Patriots defense is actually weakened from the past few years. I mean, they're not as good as they once were. And I think that you did, ex- you know, you hopefully expected to see better out of, you know, your number two pick in Zach Wilson. But go ahead, bro. Break it down for me because you were actually there. So your experience there is a lot different than my experience at home. So, Yeah, yeah. I mean, going to the game, it was a nice experience. I would say um, the crowd was electric when I first got there. And mind you, we were a little bit late. Actually, we were, we were very late. So it, it was packed. to an NFL game? What's going on here? Because of church. Church. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So, okay. Um, I get a little past there. Yeah. So you know, we was at, we was we was even inside the stadium yet, and I was watching like the first quarter of the game outside, and then I thought we made a big play. The whole crowd outside went wild and everything. I'm thinking that it's going to be one of them days where we have some some good energy on our hands, you know. And we get inside, my, my brother and I, and it just goes downhill from that. Zach Wilson just made too many mental mistakes. Um, there was a lot of plays where he he had too many late throws, bad decisions, and the play calling, in my opinion, didn't really help as well, too. The running game was solid. The defense, I think, played really well, considering that even though we gave up 25 points, if we were to not turn the ball over as many times as we did, we probably would have had a better showing on defense. 
um, because the Patriots didn't really do anything special on offense. They just managed their game properly. And because we kept on giving the ball to them, it made it much more easier to execute. Uh, But, you know, Zach Wilson, he will learn. I wasn't, I'm, I really don't like to see the likes of my QBs throwing four picks against the Patriots because it happened already with Sam Donald. But I think they're throwing through five. No, he threw, he, threw four. he threw four. Okay, okay, okay. It was four. Okay, yeah, okay. he threw four. Uh, um, you know, I'm trying, trying to help Zach Wilson out there a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. But Zach Wilson, it was a bad swing. I, I, yeah. I will say that. It was definitely but, a bad, terrible swing. But look, he's a rookie. He'll get better. I, I was confused on if I was watching Zach Wilson or if I was watching like. Uh, Nathan Peterman or something like that. I I just didn't know who was out there. You know, like both of them accessorized the same. I'm sitting here like, surely, mm. surely this can't be the savior. This mm. can't be the Messiah, Zach Wilson, mm. out here looking like this on a Sunday afternoon at home. I just could not believe it. Home opening. And can I ask you a question? Now, because let's be real. Zach Wilson was absolutely terrible. Now, we're... Like, were there boos going around? Because, you know, home game, your biggest rivals. I know that, yes. you know, when, like, you pay your, you know, like when, like, when you pay your money to go see your team play, you're not going there to watch them get touched like that. Yes. And, like, there were boos, weren't there? There were boos. And, you okay, know, okay. it's it's expected. Yeah. Because only, it's, it's only expected for me because it's New York. And I feel like both New York teams, New York Giants, New York Jets, they've been through a lot. So to see their, so to pay for these tickets and to see their team getting smacked up like this, it just, it's just not it right now. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. there were some boos, but I didn't really care too much about the boos because I knew that he's learning. He's a rookie. Doesn't probably hasn't seen these looks anyway in his lifetime, and it would be a learning process for them yeah. as a whole entire team because the team is really young. So, yeah. but there were definitely booze. There were people leaving early. It was, you know, you, it, you, it, you left early too. I did, I did, because at, at that point, you know, we had to get home. Just beat the traffic, traffic. traffic. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, yo, at, look, look. At that point, there's nothing else for me to see here. Yeah, we, we got to beat traffic because once you wait till like the end of the game when everybody's trying to leave, it's gonna yeah. be absolutely crazy. So, yeah, there's really no point in sitting there unless it's a really a close game mm. or something like that. Now, look. I'm very glad that you got to go witness that game though live because I just found that funny. So, all right, mm-hmm. let's move on though because hold on. Oh wait, and by the way, we actually did both pick the Patriots. So even though he is a Jets fan, he's just trying to get these points at at this point because he was <laughs> yeah. like, "Yo, I can't go with the Jets here." So we did go with the Patriots. So mm-hmm. I don't think that we were surprised by the result. I think maybe he's just more so repri- uh, surprised on how the result was earned. So yes. Now let's move on to the Bengals versus the Bears. We both did pick the Bears. This was a very close game. We saw some Justin Fields because Andy Dalton got hurt. Joe Burrow did not look good at all. Too many turnovers. And he, I think, you know, Joe Burrow, I think he's the one that caused uh, his team to lose this game. I think he has to do a better Mm -hmm. job of taking care of the ball. Um, The Bears were kind of in control for this game, you would say. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, it was a low-scoring first half. I think it was 7 Zero going into halftime or something like that. So it, it was a close game, but the Bears were more and so in control. Andy Dalton goes down. Justin Fields comes in. The Bengals now have a chance because you'd have to think that your chances are better to win the game with Justin Fields being thrown in in, in like the middle of the game sort of. But Joe Burrow just couldn't take care of the ball. So to me, that mm-hmm. L has to be on him because the defense played just about as well as you'd expect the Bengals defense to play. But the turnovers is what killed them, in my opinion. It is. It is, definitely. I mean, Joe Burrow had three straight passes intercepted, and one went for a, a pick six. It was crazy. Not really what you, what you want from a second-year quarterback. 
who had a nice rookie season last year. But once again, he is young, so he is still learning. Uh, for the Brett, for the Bears side, you know, Justin Fields came in. He will be starting. They, they just announced that due to Andy Dalton's injury uh, taking place. Yeah, he I think Andy Dalton's done. I yeah. think Andy done. I don't, I don't think we'll see him start again. I think yeah. Justin Fields is going to have a pretty solid game when he plays. I don't think he'll do any, anything great, but I think he'll be solid, and I, and I think it's over for him. I agree. Right I agree. He also had a mediocre game, too, 6-13. Not too bad, but 60 yards and one pick. It was and I think, did he fumble as well or no? Oh, uh, yeah, he did. I, I believe he did fumble as well, too. Yeah, I, I think he fumbled. I, I could be wrong, but I No, no, he, he did. did. He did. He definitely did. He definitely did. It yeah, was, so two was on his part as well. But, I mean, you know, the game plan wasn't for Fields to be playing anyways, really. Yes. So, you was. know, he was kind of thrown to, like, the Wolves. And, yeah, he didn't really have the best showing. So, I expect yeah. it to be better next week. Definitely. I agree with you. The Bengals did make it, you know, nice late in the game. But it was by then it was already too late, though. So Okay. All right. Now, let's move on. Bucks versus Falcons. Let's try to, you know, move through these because we do have a couple more games to go before we move on to topics. So, uh, Bucks versus Falcons. Buccaneers won. Tom Brady went absolutely berserk. Uh, their defense scored two touchdowns in the second half. Oh, no, in the fourth quarter, actually. So, uh, nothing really too surprising here. I mean, did you want to touch up on that game? Anything that you saw? Uh, the Falcons played much better on offense. I will say that. And that was expected because I didn't really expect them to have back-to-back poor performances. But the two pick sixes, though, that was terrible, man. Two pick sixes thrown by Matt Ryan, it was it was not it. But, you know, Tom Brady is on pace to throw for a lot of touchdowns. I will say that. Yeah, I think that he's on pace right now for about 68 touchdowns. I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, that's not going to happen. I, well, actually, yeah. actually, with this offense and with Tom Brady, look, never say never. I mean, Rob... You have Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. It could happen, but I just really, you know, I, you know, I, I don't really expect it to happen though. Like the mm. odds of it happening are very slim. But Tom Brady is on pace for some crazy numbers right now. But it is only week two now. Uh, let's move on to the Cardinals versus Vikings game. Very close game. Cardinals won that 34 33. We also, I believe that we both picked, yes, we both picked the Cardinals to win that game as well. Um, you guys know I'm very high on the Cardinals, and I think that the Cardinals are our team to be feared. Uh, you know, Kyler Murray is my guy. He's probably my favorite quarterback in the NFL right now. But, you know, he kind of had a shaky game, even though he had a big game. Three, no, well, three total touchdowns, two. No, hold on. Let me see. No, he had four total touchdowns. Sorry, two interceptions. Yeah. Yes. Now, mm, I, you know, I, I do expect more from the Cardinals, but the Cardinals defense isn't all that. And the Vikings have a pretty good offense. Vikings fall to 0-2. Very close game. Yes. And I feel really bad for Greg Joseph because – uh, Kirk Cousins had a drove them down the field, had a great shot at winning, and he just couldn't get the fit, the, the kick down packed. Um, but a nice showing offensively by both teams, I will say. Davin Cook did what he did. KJ Osborne, a really nice game as well. 91 yards, one TD. He played really well. But overall, no, Vikings are cursed right now, man. 0 2. All right. Yep. So moving on to the Titans versus Seahawks. We both got this wrong because we both picked the Seahawks to win. Mm. and i actually marked this down wrong the score should be 12 to 11 because i actually put down that the seahawks won the seahawks lost i mean the seahawks Mm -hmm. were winning that game and Mm -hmm. then derrick henry happened in that second half so go ahead bro yeah derrick henry just ran right in that second half like will just said three three touchdowns a buck 82 that guy just did his thing seriously yeah he actually put that team on his back i'm not gonna lie the titans have not been that convincing so far i mean they've played two good teams so maybe I won't read too much into it, but they badly needed this win. Yes. Um, but the Titans have not looked as good as I think a lot of people in the preseason thought that they would look. Yeah, I agree with you on that. But Ryan Tannehill played really well, though, 27-40. He threw for over 300 yards. And Julio Jones finally got into the mix. 
has 120 yards, 28 yards in that game. They came back and OT. I thought the game would be over actually when they got the ball in OT first. Yeah. They punted and then they gave the ball back to, to Russell Wilson. And you know he couldn't find anybody on third down. They actually had him for a safety, but they didn't call that. And they they gave the Titans great field position position, and the rest was history for that. Yeah, I mean, look again. I'm not too big on Ryan Tannehill, so I'm not gonna give him too much credit. I mean, you threw for 347 yards. 20 uh well 40 attempts 27 completions look it's not hard to throw those when Derrick Henry's going off Derrick Henry ran the ball 35 times for 182 yards and he was the main focus that they were trying to stop so of course that's going to open up stuff for you passing to me Ryan Tannehill is still not all that to me he's an above average quarterback just in a very good situation right now but you know uh they did do enough to get the win he didn't throw any touchdowns which is kind of surprising considering that you do have AJ Brown Julio Jones but Julio Jones did have a big game so, as you said, the Titans, they needed this win, and it's good for them to get their first win because 0-2 is not where you want to be. Now, next we are moving to the Cowboys versus the Chargers, where I actually got this game correct. I picked the Cowboys to win. Edwin did go with the Chargers. He was wrong. So, tell me what you saw uh, that game. Very close game, 20-17. to Chargers offense has not seemed to get it going these past two weeks. Yeah, the, the you know Chargers let me down, man. They really did. Justin Herbert, he played okay, right? Three hundred and thirty-eight yards, but he threw two picks, one in the red zone, which was really costly. The team as a whole had too many uh, flags thrown on their side of the ball. There's too many boneheaded calls that they should have had in in the game, and that cost them the game. Um, the Cowboys did not look really convincing to me at all. I mean, seriously, I thought that they they got lucky, in my opinion. Not really lucky. I wouldn't say lucky, but there were a lot of flagstone on the on the Chargers that helped them in that win. And Dak Prescott, he played okay too. It was more so of a rushing threat between Tony Pollard and Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott. But overall, I feel like the Chargers let one go. Yeah. So talk to me about this really quickly. What the hell is going on with Ezekiel Elliott, and why the hell is Tony Pollard getting so many freaking carries? What the hell is going on there? I'm not too sure. I mean, running back by committee backfield. Why is this what it's turning into? Yeah, he's he's really top five running back when healthy. I don't care. He's an every down back. He does not need to be taken out on any plays unless it's to get a breather or he's hurt. Zeke Elliott should not be splitting carries with Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard had a way better game than Zeke, by the way, as well. Had less carries and had over 30 more yards. And a touchdown. I mean, you know, Tony Pollard, 13 carries, 109 yards, 8.4 yards per carry with mm. one touchdown. That's fantastic. Zeke had 16 carries, 71 yards, averaged four carries a, uh, per uh, rush, and one touchdown. Why is it turning into a timeshare? Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like the Cowboys are now realizing that you, even though Zeke is a, a workhorse running back, they have a guy in Tony Pollard who can do similar things to what he can in the rushing game. And you saw that against the Chargers. He had a touchdown in that game. Pretty much gave them a spark. But yeah. he played well, too. So you really can't I say mean, anything about him. And then, you know, the thing is now, bro, is that you can't now stop giving Tony Pollard the ball. Like, see, he has to factor into your offense because he's, he's earned that. Yeah. He's, he's, so, I mean, look. Zeke, I don't know what the hell is going on, but Zeke already got his money. So if the Cowboys want to use him less after paying him, then, look, to me, Zeke's winning there. You know, pre- preserve your body. And I guess just collect your millions. But, yeah, it actually makes no sense to me. Now, next we do have the Chiefs versus the Ravens where we both went with the Chiefs. The Chiefs did lose this game. The Ravens did win. And, yeah, that was a very great game. Ravens had to come back. And Lamar Jackson went crazy. And his versatility is what really won this game for the Ravens there. 
Mm, finally, finally a win for Lamar Jackson over Patrick Mahomes. Game started off so terribly. I mean, two picks to Tyron Matthew is not how you want to start off the game. It's not at all. You yeah. thought it would be one of them days, and it actually turned out to be not one of them days. They came back, like Will said. They went for it on a fourth down to not give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes because we all knew that if you gave the ball back to Patrick Mahomes, he would come down and score a field goal and win the game. But bold call by John Harbaugh. They executed well. They got the win and well-deserved for them. Yeah. All right. Now let's move on to the final game, Monday Night Football, Packers versus Lions. We both had the Packers here, so both got that right. Not really too surprising. I think that a lot of people had some question marks after week one with mm-hmm. what the Packers did against the Saints. They, they got back on track. Aaron Rodgers looked kind of, you know, back to his old self. You know, 22 of 27, 255 yards, four touchdowns. Aaron Jones, to me, though, player of the game, in my opinion, had 67 yards rushing, one touchdown, and then added three receiving touchdowns for 48 yards. Devontae mm-hmm. Adams got back on track with 121 yards receiving. And then Robert Tanyan who's not really a big, uh, you know, the deciding factor in their uh, passing game. He is more mm. so red zone dependent, but he did get a touchdown as well. And, you know, the Lions, look, the Lions, they were in their game. Like, they were in the game in the first half. They went into second half with a 17-14 lead. They were hanging in there, and the Lions are playing yeah. really well uh, for what a lot of people would have expected them to, even though they are 0-2. But a lot of people do expect them to be one of the worst teams in the NFL, which mm. they will be. But they are fighting. They're like they're not just laying down and getting slapped up. They actually mm-hmm. did put in a good game. I think you know Jared Goff looked pretty good. T.J. Hawkinson is going to be well, no, not going to be. He is a top ten or a tight end in the NFL. Again, we're, we're like like where there's not too many top tight ends. T.J. Hawkinson is definitely one of those top tight ends in my opinion. Definitely a top ten uh, player for his position. And, you know, they did it as best as they could. I think that the game was at Lambeau as well. You don't really win at Lambeau, especially on primetime. So, to me, I'm not surprised that the Green Bay Packers won. But I do have to applaud the Lions for putting up that much of a fight. I agree. They were up 14 to 17. They took the lead actually twice in that game. I was really surprised. And I thought that the Packers were not showing a good performance once again. Even though the score was 35-17, I think that was more so due to – I want to give credit to Aaron Jones – Yes, he played really well for touchdowns, but also that played a role into the the Lions capitulating on offense. I mean, the two turnovers was mm-hmm. not helpful at all. Uh, but like Will said, they are fighting. They are playing much better than expected. And the Packers, maybe this could be the bump that they needed to actually start playing well. All right, so that is the week two wrap-up. Look, it's Wednesday, so we are officially on to week three. I am still leading Edwin after this week, uh, got more games right than him. So my lead does continue. I think I'm up by two. So look, he's playing some catch up here, but it's a lot of football <laughs> left. So I'm not really too worried about it. Now, look, people, look, the Raiders, 2-0, and only two 2-0 and teams in the AFC, Raiders and the Denver Broncos. Now, the Denver Broncos, I'm not going to really talk about too much. They did beat the, what, the Jaguars and the Giants. Not the best of competition that I would say. Mm. But the Raiders, on the other hand, a win against the Ravens, a win against the Steelers, two top teams in the AFC that a lot of people were expecting to make some noise this season. Mm. So, to me, are the Raiders pretenders or are they for real? Now, look, I don't, again, I don't think that Derek Carr is a top 10 quarterback. That's not an insult like Edwin likes to make it seem when I don't rate people as highly as he does. I just think he's a good player. I don't think he's top 10, though. Mm. But with his play so far, you can definitely make the argument that maybe he should be talked about as one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL because he's been going crazy and the Raiders have been winning. So what do you see for the Raiders? Are they pretenders or not? Uh, So it's kind of tough for me, Will, because I don't like to crown a team pretenders or 
contenders until the third week where it's three and zero. Then we really see if they, if they won three consecutive games, then it's like okay, they they're really doing it. But two wins here and there, it's not really doing it too much. I mean, more. but I think that it's against the competition that they've won against. I think this is why that's a topic because of the competition that they have played. Yeah. So okay. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that they're contend. Nah. Oh yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give them the the, the benefit of the doubt. Uh, they're contenders for me because they are playing well, and it's not that they're having fluke plays that are essentially deciding the game. I think that they're, they're getting good pressure up front from the defensive line, Max Crosby, uh, Ryan Nassib, and, you know, so if that's his name or not, I'm not too sure. Uh, but they're doing that. Their car, is, even though he may not be considered a top 10 QB at the moment, at least through this season, through two weeks, he's definitely top 10. Definitely okay, top 10. fair, fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, and the Raiders are surprising a lot of people. I still think that they're a poorly ran franchise. I think that they're running on luck right now, and I don't really see them being this successful this season. I think that the Raiders, these two wins are going to make their season look a lot better than what I think that it will eventually be when it's all said and done. I think that they'll probably be just above 500 because of these two wins, because these are two games that on paper they should have lost. So I think that these two wins will be able to push them like right above 500 or even at 500, but I don't think that the Raiders are for real, and I'm still not worried about it. Now, maybe we can have this talk week 10 and I'm sitting here like okay this team's you know eight and two or eight and one or something like what the hell is going on here then we have to have a completely different conversation but as of right now I kind of think that they're just you know they're they're just very fortunate right now that they just had a better day than a lot of these teams that they are up against okay I I like him I like the Raiders I think they're top 10 right now uh and I I like the way that they're playing you know they're really leaning on Derek Carr to to win them these games and it's showing a lot that he can deliver. So I like the offense. I'm not too sure if that if that has shown within the progress of John Gruden as a head coach and if he's actually really, really turning around this program. But as you know, as you mentioned before, he's been playing like this well the past two years in September. But this could be a year that they actually turn things around. Yeah, man. Now, look, a new weekly thing that we're going to be starting is we'll be doing this maybe on Wednesdays or maybe Mondays. We'll figure this out. But we will be doing a top five NFL power rankings where me and Edwin will both be giving our we can say our break. Well, like our top five teams basically after that week. And, you know, we will factor, you know, what they did in week one, week two, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm actually going to defer to Edwin for this week because I know that we know we kind of generally like when we break down each game that does take up a lot of the time so i don't necessarily uh i didn't make a list because i knew that this was going to take up a lot of time so i didn't want to hear what edwin's top five was and see if i agree with it though okay i'll give my top five really quickly you, but you, um, get five, though, you know because we, we need that anticipation going down okay sure 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 so at five i have the raiders right now fair yeah fair. five fair. raiders right uh four i have the browns at three, the Chiefs dropped from two, so they're at three right now because of the loss. Okay. The Rams look really good, so they're, number, they're at uh, second place. And right now, the Buccaneers look unstoppable, so they're first. All right, you know, I actually agree with that. I, I'll actually agree. You know, that's not actually a bad list. I think that if we had more time, I could debunk why your list is garbage. But yeah, you, you did good, though. You know, I, I think I'm going to agree with the Bucs. <laughs> I mean, look, the Bucs have to be number one, even <laughs> by default. They haven't lost the game yet, and they're the reigning Super Bowl champions. Then you you said that you have the Rams at two? Yes, I do. The Rams are at two. Now, the Rams, okay, because the Rams struggled against the Colts, and they did beat the, what, the Bears week one? Yeah, the Bears. Okay, and I think that the Rams on paper, they do have one of the best teams in the NFL per se. I mean, to me, you know what's crazy? I actually don't view the Rams as Super Bowl contenders. 
Like, like, uh, yes, they do have like one of the best teams, but I just uh, can't see the. But yeah. like, but like, I like, yes, they do have one of the best teams on paper, but I actually, I just, I don't know what it is. I just can't uh, see them winning it. Well, you know, don't get me started, bro. Just continue. Just continue. like, like, I just can't just continue, see. real. Just, just continue. Saying, don't like, get what's the started. problem? All that I'm saying is that I can't see the Rams winning it. That's all. That's all that I'm saying is that is that yes, they will be in the conversation. Of course, I'm not saying that they're not. They're not Super Bowl contenders. You just said that. No, no. Well, okay, no. So let me rephrase. Just said that. Okay, let me rephrase. I meant to say I don't view them as a team that will win it. Like obviously they're in the conversation, but I just can't see them winning it. That's what I meant to say. That's more fair. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like I don't know. Like I don't know what it is that just does not let me believe in this team. I don't know. I don't know what it is like because they have the defense for it, and now with Matt Stafford and with Cooper Cup's um, emergence, you would have to say that they have the offense for it. Bar, I mean, they don't really have the running back for it, but you say that they have a good enough offense that can lead them to a Super Bowl. Mm. I just can't see them. Like I think because the well, I mean, obviously the Bucks are in the, the Bucks are in the NFC, so I mean, obviously it'd have to go through like the Bucks. You'd say, but I mean, I just. Yeah, I don't know. We'll I don't see. Know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll yeah. See. Now we'll look. See. Tomorrow is Thursday night football. Uh, don't even ask me who's playing. Who's playing tomorrow, bro? The Panthers the versus Panthers the Texans. Texans. Yes. <sighs> look. You want that sack that real quick? The NFL. The NFL was spoiled. They spoiled us. Okay. The first two weeks of Thursday night football was two very intense games, and now we're back to what regular Thursday night football is. You know, just. It's going to just be, you know, very lackluster games, in my opinion. Now, to me, obviously, I think that the Panthers are going to win this game. Hmm. Texans are going to be dreadful tomorrow. I'm not going to lie. Even though the Texans, the past two weeks, have looked pretty good. No Tyrod Taylor. Deshaun Washington's not going to be playing. Hmm. Who's their quarterback again? Davis Mills. Look, he just said his name, and I forgot it already. That's just, look, that, that <laughs> says enough. And okay. I fully expect the Panthers to how they dominated the Saints. I think they will fully dominate the whole game against the uh, Texans. I can't see the Texans getting more than 10 points here. I think that the Panthers will win this game quite comfortably. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I think that the Texans are going up against the best defense they have played so far or that they will play this season up until week three. Uh, and Davis Mills will struggle a lot. Um, I'm hoping that maybe they can get the run game going to lean on Mark Ingram, the Philip Lindsay committee, so that they can at least keep themselves in the game. But Sam Donald, I mean, he should be able to pick apart this defense, not really inspiring. And Christian McCaffrey should be able to do what he does continuously against the Texans front. So yeah, it's going to be a nice game for them to win. I actually don't agree with you, though, on that. I think that the Browns defense is better than the Panthers defense. But then the Browns. I mean, but to be fair though, because the Browns played the Chiefs week one, you already know how that's gonna go. So, mm-hmm. and then you know the, the Texans. You know they did put up a fight, but to me, I think that the Browns defense. I would take the Browns defense over the Panthers defense right now. So I don't necessarily think this would be the best defense. I think the Panthers defense is pretty solid, but I don't think this would be the best defense that they played so far. I just think that the Panthers are, are going to get them without their starting quarterback. So I think that the Panthers should just dominate this game based on David Mills or Sills, whatever the hell the guy's name is, having mm. to play. I think when it's all said and done, the uh-huh. Panthers will have a better defense than the Browns mm. this year. That's my bold prediction. I mean, but right now, they kind of do have the advantage. I mean, look who they've played. They played the Jets. Then they played the Saints. And again, yeah. the Saints. So this year, this year. Let, let the season go on. Let's see. How well this team will fare? Because I mean, I, they have to play the Buccaneers twice, the Falcons okay. twice. You know, those are nice potent offenses. 
So we'll we'll see how things go. The Bills okay. as well too. All right, all right, but yeah, we're gonna both go with the Panthers here. I'm not even looking forward to this game. I mean, of course, I'll still watch it, but it's not a game where I'm like, oh, I, I got to make sure I'm paying attention for like. Are the you whole betting? Night. I actually am. Uh, okay. I I redownloaded FanDuel. I I deleted it for a little bit, but I did redownload it actually this morning to place mm. a couple more bets. I'm not gonna hold you. Uh, but okay. I think a game like this, I think is like a no brainer in a parlay. You you got to go with the Panthers here, and okay. I think anything less than the Panthers win would be a huge upset. So okay. look, let's cross over to the NBA side of stuff because a lot of football we just got into, but. Breaking news in NBA, look, it's still so much news coming out with Ben Simmons. I think this Ben Simmons kind of saga is like the only real news that's going on in the NBA that's important right now. Nothing really else is really going Very on true. in the NBA for us to even talk about. So, mm-hmm. look, yesterday, there was a lot of rumors that Ben Simmons will not be reporting to camp. And Woj did come out and confirm this. Now, you know, once Woj speak, you listen. You know, Woj is like the Fabrizio Romano just of the NBA, if you get what I'm trying to say. So, look, Woj came out and said... Philadelphia 76ers all-star Ben Simmons will not report for the opening of training camp next week and intends to never play for, well, and intends to never play another game for the franchise. Simmons hasn't spoken to the team since a late August meeting where he communicated this message to the Sixers officials. Woes also went on to say that Ben Simmons is also aware of the penalties that can come with him missing training camp that the 76ers can impose on him. Now, today, a couple of, you know, reports came out and Stephen A. Smith, actually, I know some people don't really think that he's like a real journalist. They just think that he's just a guy that yells on TV. But Stephen A. Smith does have some credibility. He's been doing his job for a long time. He does have some sources that I would say that if Stephen A. Smith says something, I would believe it, in my opinion. Now, Stephen A. Smith uh, on first take, I think this was on first take, he said that the, that the Brooklyn Nets were interested in trading for Ben Simmons, possibly sending Kyrie Irving to Philadelphia. Now, I will give you the quick quote that he said. He says, Kyrie could have ended up in Philly. Sean Marks couldn't do that because KD wasn't having it. I assure you, if it were not for Kevin Durant, the Brooklyn Nets would be interested in making that deal. And one more talking point here is that uh, Warriors owner Joe Jacobs said that trading for the – so, well, I'm kind of speaking too fast here. Joe Jacob, the Warriors owner, he did say that trading for the 76er star does not really fit into what they are doing in Golden State. So it's looking like the Brooklyn Nets and Golden State are no longer an option. Now, what I want to ask you was, because the original question was going to be, is the way that Ben Simmons carrying himself, is this affecting his value? Ooh, good question. Good question. I, I would say it is. I would say it is. Because, you see, there are already reports or speculations about Ben Simmons not caring about basketball in a way of trying to improve his game anyway, right? You know, people are saying that he doesn't really care about developing that outside shot. He mostly cares about uh, doing what he does. And I think there was actually a, a footage one time of him playing video games. And listen, I'm not going to read too much into this, but that is a part of the examples that they give to try and downplay him in terms of him wanting to get the better. Man can't play video games? Yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to read too much <laughs> into it, but that's what they tried to make it seem. That, that's the whole story that they tried to make it seem about Ben Simmons. He doesn't care. Okay. So now that he's not in conversation with the 76ers and he's not talking to them, no communication whatsoever, it's a bit of a distraction that if a team were to trade for him at this moment, say a, a team does trade for Ben Simmons, they would have to keep that in the back of their minds that if he were to be unhappy, this is the lens that he could possibly go to, even possibly more. You never know. Because Ben Simmons, for me, um, he's a great player, uh, 
has some great defensive ability and a guy who still has a high ceiling to me if he were to at least improve on his offensive game. But if he has this kind of attitude, it might prove as a, as a distraction. And that's what's happening in Philadelphia right now. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. I do think that the way that Ben Simmons is carrying himself, to me, I think other teams may look at that and say, well, well, damn, if he's not happy here, will he, will he do the same thing with us? Mm. And I think that a lot of that might you know, lower his trade value because I don't think that Ben Simmons' trade value right now is that high, if I'm being honest. He is an all-star. He's a 6'10 point guard. He's my favorite point guard in the NBA. I love the guy. And, you know, I really believe in him. Like, I, I still do think that there's a player there in Ben Simmons. I just think that his attitude maybe has to change a bit. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we don't know the full story. Maybe he feels that after the 76ers kind of threw him underneath the bus with the way that they exited uh, to the 76, well, no, to the, to the Atlanta Hawks. You know, I remember, you know, like when asked about uh, Ben Simmons, Doc Rivers said some comments. I forget exactly what it was, but yes. it really wasn't, yes. you know, shedding, uh, you know, one of your franchise players in a good light. And maybe Ben Simmons feels like he's been left Good point. to fend for himself. So he feels that the franchise has turned his back on them. That's kind of where I'm seeing maybe why he's acting this way. Mm. Because outside of that, I really don't understand. Now, look, what I will say about what Stephen A. Smith, because so Stephen A. Smith said that basically the Brooklyn Nets were interested in trading Kyrie Irving for Ben Simmons. I'm not going to lie. As a Nets fan, I'm definitely intrigued by this prospect of that because <laughs> You have James Harden who can already handle the ball. You have KD. They're two scorers. But you add a player like Ben Simmons, 6'10". Could, you know, he's a mismatch no, ma- no matter where you put him. Yes, his offense is a bit shaky. But the Brooklyn Nets already kind of have a lot of shooting there. So I think that Ben Simmons can actually work in this team, even if you have James Harden run off ball. James Harden can run off ball. And even if you have Ben Simmons control that, I think that he uh, adds a size mismatch. And I would actually be excited to have Ben Simmons in Brooklyn. I actually think that with Ben Simmons, I think that the Brooklyn Nets championship titles uh, hopes are a bit greater because now you have one of the best defenders in the NBA versus Mm. Kyrie Irving, who does have an injury problem. You know, next season, the guy can miss 50 games. We don't know. But Ben Simmons is a bit more uh, reliable when it comes to being on the court. Now, the only issue with Ben Simmons is his shooting, which I don't think that we actually need from the point guard position because you already have Joe Harris. You have KD. You have James Harden. You're going to have Cam Thomas. You have all these players here. that are Patty Mills. Yeah, and Patty Mills. So you already have all these players that can shoot. All you need Ben Simmons to do is to lock up the best player on the other team and run the floor. And grab boards. And Mm -hmm. grab boards and dunk. Because, you know, we're not really that good at the five anyways. I think that LaMarcus Aldridge came back. And mm-hmm. I think that we do have Blake. Well, no, we, I, I think Blake Griffin came back as well. Yeah. So we have kind of big men. But Ben Simmons can even line up at the five sometimes. Ha- absolutely, I would have made this trade. Obviously, you cannot make this trade, though, if KD says no. Let's be real. You have to keep KD happy. At the end of the day, you have to keep him happy. But I'd be like, KD. Ben Simmons right now gives us a fantastic chance to win. And I think, again, if the 76ers were to get Kyrie and give us Ben Simmons, I actually think that our I think that we'd be the clear favorite. I think even more than what some people probably think now, in my mm. opinion. Mm. So I would have made that trade. I mean, what do you think about that, though? That is a good trade. And it works well for both sides. I, I will say that because what do the 76ers need right now? They need shooting. They need a point guard who is proven and can handle the ball and score and that's not who Ben Simmons is at the moment. Now, they will lose some defense, but that's okay because Kyrie can make up for that with the offense. And, I agree. You know, yes. 
you know, and you make a good point with Ben Simmons coming to the to the Nets. That'll be a great, great fit. You know, what have we been saying about Ben Simmons? He needs shooters. He had probably one season with shooters in which the 76ers went to a far playoff run that year. But outside of that, he has pretty much had no shooters on that yeah. team whatsoever. And you add him to a Brooklyn Nets side who has a lot of shooters at the moment, guys who can also dribble and take the ball off the off the dribble as well too. Yeah. That's also uh, important. So he would be a natural fit for them. He would. It would be a good move for both teams. It would be. Yeah, and you know, I know that there might be some Brooklyn Nets fans saying, oh, you know, how could you, you know, trade Kyrie for Ben Simmons? No, I wouldn't do it. Bro, look, you cannot, I say this all the time. You cannot that. teach 6'10 with that speed, physicality, and the way that he can handle the ball, you cannot teach that. Especially how he plays on defense. He can guard the one through the five, okay? you The Brooklyn Nets really don't need Kyrie. And again, as Edwin said, I would do this trade because it works for both parties. Kyrie is a superstar player, and I necessarily don't think that the 76ers getting Kyrie closes their championship window if they do trade Ben Simmons for him in like a straight-up swap. Now, again, as I said with the Nets, you can have Ben Simmons run the offense. Have James Harden run off ball, which we know which we know that he can do effectively. James Harden's going to get his buckets. Kevin Durant's going to get his buckets. Now, you add Ben Simmons, the size mismatch, somebody that can run this offense. I'm telling you right now, the Brooklyn Nets, I would be even more confident as a Nets fan in our ability to win a championship with Ben Simmons versus Kyrie Irving. Mm. Because to me, Kyrie Irving is never available. So if you're never available because of injury then what good are you to me? Mm. Look, I think, look, as Stephen A. Smith said, that Kevin Durant does not want that to happen. So obviously you have to keep Kyrie because you have to keep Kevin Durant happy. But I think, and to my opinion, you Ben, ben Simmons would far better suit the, uh, the Brooklyn Nets right now. Mm. I, I would absolutely, I would welcome this deal. I would even, I'm not going to lie, I might even override KD and make this trade if I'm the GM. Because in my opinion... We need to win a chip now. I don't care about your friendships. Let's be real. Like, I would have to have a talk with him or something because this is a deal that could literally tilt the title in our favorites. And I think that it's kind of close between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets on whether who has the better team. But in my uh, opinion, I think if you add Ben Simmons to that Nets team, even if you take away Kyrie Irving, I think that they're way better in terms of starting five than what the Lakers are because now you have to contend with a six ten point guard that can also guard the one through the one through the five, which is also a mismatch. And then you also have to worry about KD and James Harden scoring. And they do have the players that can space out the floor to where Ben Simmons will be able to kind of slash and not really affect anybody because in 76ers, he's affecting Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons, even though he can shoot, he's more of a post player. So with Ben Simmons needing to drive to the paint, and then your other star player needs to be in the paint. It's just not going to really work. Whereas Ben Simmons would be the only one that kind of has to be in the paint. Then KD and James Harden could get buckets anywhere. So it really matter. I agree. I agree. It would be a nice trade, a natural fit uh, for both teams. And I don't think that the trade would happen, but it's, it's still a nice thing to think, to think about. It really is. Absolutely crazy. That's just, that's just mad to me. It's madness to me. But, yo, fantastic show today, bro. I mean, you have anything that you want to say before we end this off? Uh, you know, continue to support the Mandem and, you know, the we will the Mandem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, follow up all our socials, continue to support MBS, and we will see you soon from me. Yes, and we will catch you guys on Friday. Look, there, there's, there's a night football preview, NFL Week 3 picks, 
You guys don't want to miss. Look, the Friday episodes are always lit. I don't know why. Is it something about hearing Edwin predict games and you just know he's going to be wrong? That just makes me smile. So you guys don't want to miss the Friday episode. Yes. yes but don't don't say yes like that, bro. Come on, man. Look, yes, he's not. Look, see, guys, what? Why is it that once an episode, Edwin has to make us all feel uncomfortable? Like, Wait, why? Like, what's go? Why, why do you have to say yes like that? Because you you're not lying. Like, oh, all right. Look, see, you, look, I, I feel uncomfortable over here. Look, I'm gonna have to end this because look, guys, guys, <laughs> working out over here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but guys, yes, as I was saying, make sure to keep supporting. Make sure to follow on all the platforms uh, that you guys listen to us on. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at sportsdaily.media. And as I said, we'll catch you guys on Friday. We're going.